It's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Baker in the shotgun. There's the snap. Handoff Sermon. Veers left. He's got the first down and he breaks away to the 40, 35, cuts far sideline, 30, 25, 20, 15, to the 10, to the 5, into the end zone, the minister, reach, unhitch the wagon and put the ponies in the bar. Connect it for me. What's the relevance? Oh, 53-yard run. Sorry, I, I uh, made that one tough on you. 53-yard run, uh, 53 days till kickoff. Oh. Uh, yeah. I thought you were telling me. Minister's coming back. Or Trey Sermon picked up by Carolina or something. That'd be no. awesome. Recreate that play. All right. Well, um, which, you know, I was thinking about something today with the Baker Mayfield stuff. Saw him, you know, made his first public comments about it and. He's looking forward to the the challenge and the uh, him and Darnold raising the level of one another. And no more uh, at home with Baker Mayfield commercials. That was a tough one to hear. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. He tried to. He he wanted to do one like a goodbye. He's packing up and leaving Cleveland, but they couldn't make it work. So huge bummer. Oh, that's like a nationwide brand, though. Why wouldn't they have him like moving into his new stadium? That's interesting. Well. Um, that sucks. But all all I could think about was, uh, Cowherd. You know all of the Darnold talk between him and him and Baker Mayfield coming out. That how that would really suck if head to head Baker beat him out. Well, that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, right. come on, that's that's definitely going to happen. You know, I, I don't think that you trade for him and you're going to say it publicly that it's an open quarterback battle and you're going to approach it that way, but Baker will end up being your starting quarterback. That's, yeah, that's well, going to be the case. Uh, Go ahead and bet on that one, should please. Be, it should be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, I, the biggest thing for me is like we've seen how guys in the locker room respond to Baker, right? And – I imagine those guys there are going to love him right away, and he has that feeling in the locker room that would suck to be in a battle with a guy that everyone else likes. <laughs> it's like, can't he just like get in a wreck on the way to the facility That's or like, something? Uh, it's probably very similar to what Trey Lance is dealing with right now with Jimmy Garoppolo. He seems like a cool dude, easy to get along with. Yeah. It's like, God, just I'm trying to take over this franchise. Just go away, dude. Brutal. Um, did I totally... Screw up this graphic yeah. earlier today. Uh, the ref, uh, go follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. I, I did a graph today. So basically it's, you know, each game is listed with a dollar amount. You have $12, build your best OU game list. The thought here is you can relive four all-time OU games and attend these four, and you have $12 to spend. Which four games are you picking? You pick one home game, one away game, one OU Texas game, and one OU bowl game. Let's start with the home games. I had the top five to pick from, essentially. For my highest dollar amount, five bucks, I picked the 2000 game against Nebraska. Good start or terrible start? Uh... That one, I'll be honest with you, that one was an easy one for me. The game itself didn't come down to the wire. It wasn't great, but it was just such an impactful day. And there was drama, seeing as you fell behind 14 nothing that game. Yeah, okay. 
I'm not sold on that one very well. Really? Being yeah. the best home game ever, 2000 Nebraska? Oh, why did I? I thought you said. Just This is home games only. Uh, I thought you said. I don't know why I thought I, you said something else. You're not paying attention. E, yeah, like, yes, absolutely. Uh, the $4 was 1985 Nebraska at home. Yeah, the big uh, Keith Jackson end around play on that one. Yeah, that's the one. Isn't that the one where we were watching where Nebraska finally started talking crap? Like they'd always been the uh, the quiet team, and Oklahoma was, was the, the loud, outspoken. Game. And OU beat up on them pretty. Uh, beat up on them, yeah. The twenty-seven-seven maybe was the final that day. Yeah. Uh, the three-dollar amount for home games was 08 at Texas Tech. Self-explanatory. Uh yeah, yeah. got to be on the big list, one, right? Big one. Two dollar was two thousand and three Bedlam, again a, a game that wasn't necessarily going down to the wire, but it, just in terms of intense, I've never felt that type of intense atmosphere at that stadium. I'm right. not saying it was the loudest, but the hate that existed inside that place that day never felt it like that. Right. That for me personally, that I and mean, I've said it a million times. Most fun I've had playing in a game. At OU, period. And then uh, number one was 1984 Bedlam. I think that was uh, a 2-3 matchup, highest ever in Bedlam history. Nice. Any clear omissions? Any games that I definitely missed out on that Uh, I didn't include for home games? Well, I'm sure there's some that are well – That I cannot speak to that are way before my time. Um, Not really. This feels like a pretty good – list for games that you know, won. There were some great home games against big-time teams that you didn't win, but yeah, I like that list. And that kind of goes to a, a bigger point. I went back every year since 2000, and I looked at the ranked teams, the number of ranked teams that have come to Norman in the 22 years since then, mm-hmm. right? Because I just kind of had this thought, like, when you play Texas in a neutral site every year, I guess it kind of breeds this situation. But it just doesn't feel like there's always a ton of ranked opponents or huge games that exist here in Norman, right? So in 22 years, I counted it up, there's been 27 ranked teams that have played in Norman. 27 ranked teams in 22 years. Does that seem like a low number to you? Because it did to me. Yeah. In 04, 05, and 06, you had a three-year period where not one ranked opponent played in Norman. Really? Yeah. There have been seven years out of the 22 where OU hasn't played a top 25 opponent. in. And now, this is top 25 when they actually At played the football game. At the time the they played, game. right. Yeah. Um, Only three top five teams in 22 years, eight top ten teams in 22 years. Three top five teams? Three top five teams. Uh, You had, of course, Nebraska in 2000. You had Notre Dame in 2012 and Ohio State in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough because... I just thought of that because when I was picking at, like, the five best home games ever, I thought, oh, my gosh, there's going to be four or five that I'm going to leave out and, oh, it's going to be bad. And there really weren't. I I was kind of, like, pushing to get that that fifth one in there. Well, that's part of the problem with the Big 12, right? And one of the reasons we end up being in the SEC is your biggest – the team that over the years has been ranked the highest is is Texas. I know it's been a long time, but – you never host them at home, so that, as you mentioned, that takes a big hit out of it. And you go to like 2000, you played 
you know, a top five team on the road in Kansas State. And, you know, the Texas was a top ten opponent, but that wasn't at home. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's wild. It is. It is wild. That That is going to dramatically change, though, when you roll into the SEC. You won't have a 22-year stretch where you only play 27 ranked teams and three top five opponents. With the way that college football is shifting, and that is the positive in this for the fan. I yeah. mean, I, I don't love the overall direction that college football is heading, but if there is a positive, I'm sure season ticket sales will go up. But I feel like we're about to get more bang for our buck when it comes to season tickets. Um, let me ask you something. Now, this team wasn't ranked very high, but it's a big name, and it turned out to be a crazy game. 2002. Oh, I see someone on yeah, text line. Yeah, someone. 2002 Alabama. Bama. Yeah. The pro- and I thought about 01 Kansas State, but. That was a college game day game. College game day. That was an 11 a.m. college game day kickoff, and you guys won, I think, 38-37 that day. That was a, that was a good game. Um, the 0-2 Bama game is interesting, but <sighs> Bama clearly was a blue blood at the time, but they had lost a ton of luster when they were rolling in that season. And I think that they were on probation. That I think they were on a bull ban when they rolled into town that year. Yeah. And that they were fringe top 25. The game itself, yeah, man, it ended up being great. But it wasn't just the, you know, the Alabama team that you had grown up with several years previously and what they've now become. Right. But yeah, I I mean that could make the list, sure. Um I I personally probably wouldn't put it on there. Um that old one Kansas State game was awesome. Which they weren't they were top 25. What were they ranked? I feel like they were top 10. Uh, well, I have it written down. Uh, 2001, they were uh, number 11. 11. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. That game was nuts. Tell me if I got the away games right. Uh, the $5 amount, 1977 at Ohio State. Okay. Drilled a field goal to win that one. We know the story there. Which, by the way, I watched that game whenever we were going up to Ohio State. They were replaying that on like Fox Sports in high definition. And it was awesome. Really? It I'd looked, like to see that, yeah, actually. Yeah, it looked – I don't know what I expected, but it was way different than what I thought. You, like, yeah. They were smashing each other. It was it was impressive. 2015 at Tennessee is my $4. Unreal game. That, that game, as a fan, still probably one of my, one of my favorite games I've attended. 2000 at A&M is the $3. Yeah, that was – I mean, that's that was crazy. I, I don't even know if you call it a sneaky good game, but that was, I mean, the the pick six by Torrance Marshall, where does that rank in terms of iconic moments from that season? It's top three. Is it number one? From that season? Pro, it might be number one. Yeah. Now, and they were, what were they, like 23, something like that at the time? Yeah, I feel like they were, they were right top around 25, top 25. Yeah, yeah, I mean, nothing crazy there, but you got their their best shot that day. Uh, the $2 amount, and, and I'll admit, like I got some help here on this game from Chris Lambakis and Wallace Marsh. The 1987 game got more of the hype, I feel like, but the 1986 game was unreal in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, And, and it feels like the majority of the great OU Nebraska games, at least from OU side, were actually in Lincoln and not necessarily in Norman. Now, OU had a great moment in 2000 right. against Nebraska, but it felt like the better moments of that rivalry for OU happened in Lincoln. And then uh, my $1 at the 1985 Bedlam game, the Ice Bowl, up in Stillwater. How about that? Yeah, a lot of people 
still talk about the, well that game gets brought up a lot uh for obvious reasons how about um didn't put the flag plant at ohio state really thought about it but just probably scared of people saying oh a millennial made this one i can tell probably get me from throwing it in there how come you don't have 1998 at tcu you know what? Storm the field. You halfway joke about that, but being down nine nothing, that was as improbable of a win as maybe OU has ever had. As improbable as the OU Texas win was last year, winning that game at TCU in '98 is at the top of the list, man. In terms of how did they, how did that happen? Yeah, that's funny. I I was halfway joking too but as i was saying it i was thinking about it. I was like, okay when you storm someone else's field that's pretty good yeah um you good with 77 at ohio state as basically the number one 2015 at tennessee number two and 2008 well, number three so ohio state that was one verse two right was it one verse i don't know if it was one verse two was it not i don't i don't think it was one let me go back and look i don't think so well, if it's a game of the century you would think it has to be well, that the game of the century was seventy-one OU Nebraska. Oh, oh, well, okay. Same well, then, thing. I guess it doesn't need to be one versus two then. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with it. Ohio State was number four that year. Ah, okay. That's and OU awesome. was number three. Awesome. Uh, I like it though. I'm good. Good with it. Like the list. Would you care to hear the Texas side before we get to uh, the text line? Five, $5 was 0-1 OU Texas game. Yeah, what was that, like two versus three, something like that? Yeah. One versus three? Uh, the $4 amount was last year's game. Yeah, that game was crazy. Number three was the 96 game. OU was winless, and they beat Texas in overtime. Awesome. Uh, number two was the 2000 game, just because, I mean, that I, that came out of nowhere. Just because, yeah. And then the number one was uh, beating Texas in the Big 12 championship game. Not the number one for people listening. The, That's the, the, the $1. $1 amount, yeah. Right. Um, I mean, a couple of omissions. The <laughs> It's still crazy. The four-overtime game. Yeah, I know. Was How hard was that? Like, was did, was that even close to making it? Which you know is what? crazy to think um, about. It's not really, and I don't know why. I, I think because that game last year came the year after. It was the COVID year. It just – I think if not for COVID, that one definitely makes the top five. It was just such a weird, unique exp- – the game itself, yeah, man, was was absolutely incredible. But you, you know what would have made the list? I'll tell you what would have made the list if Dicker the kicker shanks it wide left and OU wins in overtime mm-hmm. is that 2018 game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And a game that uh, I'm biased, but doesn't get talked about very much because scoreboard-wise it was a comfortable win. But 2002, we were down at halftime. You were down at halftime. Nathan Vasher had a pick six, I think, right before halftime. You you guys go down and score after the pick six, I think get a two-point conversion, got the momentum, and then never gave it away. Yeah. When that game, there was like – Seven combined interceptions that day between the two quarterbacks. It was wild, and it's so funny because that was my third OU Texas game. And, you know, we're down. The 01 game, as crazy as it sounds, was it was way more nerve wracking than the 
2002 game. Right, we're down. We're sitting there on the sideline, down at halftime, going in. Never even once considered that we might lose the football game. It was, it just felt like a formality, like the thing was already over. We just have to go out there and kind of. Helped when do you the rolled thing. in at halftime with all that momentum. Yeah. Uh, 84 at Nebraska, the goal line stand. Yes. Uh, it was it close. 77 nothing game against Texas A&M. I guess that could have made the that list. That could have been a dollar variety just because it's, it's, it's fun. It's like a party the whole time, and it's one of those things. Let's hang around to see where this sure. thing might go. The best game I've ever been to was 2000 A&M. Crazy God, I game, just, and, and how loud that game was, too. Oh, so unbelievably loud. O two O U Bama Ronaldo works put in the work Jason blew out knee number two bittersweet day Mark in Newcastle yeah I'm telling you that shovel game pass. that game was crazy the shovel pass uh, they handed us a defensive touchdown scoop and score by Eric Bassey it, the whole thing was crazy O uh, eight Texas Tech at home was tough to beat an absolute beatdown I felt that man it's easy to say now. But it was one of those where I was – that was my freshman year of college. And I bet a kid, I think $100, which might have been $5,000 as a freshman in college, that OU would beat Texas Tech. And, of course, I never saw the other side – I never saw that money. But I've never – I don't know if I've ever been more confident in a big game for OU than I was that that Texas Tech game going in. Right. It was hard for me to – it was hard for me to separate – uh, okay, this is Texas Tech that we're talking about coming into a massive environment. I don't, I don't trust it. And wh- what were they ranked? Number two, two, yeah, yeah, yeah that was that's crazy. Oh uh, one, Kansas State was the first game after nine eleven. That's yeah, right, because that, that Tulsa game got moved back later in the year. That is true. That adds to it. They did the full, uh, full football field flag out there. Yeah, you know what? What's crazy is that would have been like one of the. Not just OU's first game back, one of the first games in the country it kicking was 11 off. A.m.? Yeah. Yeah. 1988 OSU in Stillwater, Brent Parker dropping the end zone. Have you ever seen that clip? I don't know. So, so um, during this break, YouTube 1988 Bedlam football or 1988 Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, whatever. And fast forward all the way to the end, to the very last play, and I want to see your your reaction when you look at the situation the score and what happens all that I mean you're gonna if you've ever felt sorry for an Oklahoma State player you'll feel sorry for Brent Parker oh just my. trust it's it's bad it's it hurts to watch is this the uh the Red Sox first baseman honestly yeah it's exactly like that just because it's a simple routine play that I mean all right a, don't tell okay, me any more about it just fast forward to the end um that I'm that one Kansas State game is starting to starting to creep up there for me. There were some crazy things that happened. The greatest fake punt ever executed by any football team in history uh, was amazing. Took like two years in in development. Um, it was the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. I've told I've said this a, a hundred times on here. So loud that um, what Roberson messed up the or the tailback didn't hear the yeah. audible and went the wrong way. So, oh one Kansas State was louder than two thousand Nebraska. Oh, it, not seriously. Even close. Yes. Whoa. Okay, I at have not the, heard that take. At that moment, it oh, you're talking about that burst of yes. like okay, all right, yes. huh? Interesting. Yep. 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 
that was um, that was a lot of fun. All right, quick timeout. Late for a break. Uh, more from the rush coming up. Keep the text line coming. Six five one three four three nine. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number two of the rush. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, and honestly, a whole lot more. If you got anything commercially or personally in your household, like Cavens can help you out. Uh, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, they're here to serve you as well. 918-78, or excuse me, 918-282-7612 or CavensConstruction.com. Do you uh, see the play? No, I'm sorry. I am. Uh, I, I've been trying to put out some fires. Uh, like actual email. fires, like Cavens Construction does. Uh, no, um, email type situation going on, but uh, so I wasn't able to do so it. So, have segment. some like nude photos of you or something? Yeah, my iCloud's been compromised. Well, well here's the uh, here's a play for you right okay. here. Fourth and fourteen. I think OSU's down four here. This is their last chance. Fourth and goal from the fourteen. We got trips right back offset. Fifty seconds left. Sprint pass. Gundy puts it on the money. Oh, ball game. Was it tipped or did it? No. There was a, it looked like there was a player. I don't think it was tipped. No, but it's one of those things where, you know, right whenever, like, they make a play at it and, like, swipe at it and miss and you lose your vision on the ball for just an instant, it looked like that's See, what See, I happened. knew you'd feel bad. I knew you'd feel bad. You feel so bad that you're making excuses for the wide receiver that was all alone in the back of the end zone and dropped it. Yo, I'm just checking out Gundy on that sprint right. Look good, Set didn't up he? to throw. Dual threat action. Put a put a good throw out there. Uh, God, who would have known that in 1988, coaches figured out how to put three receivers on one side? Amazing. Oh, well, I was just always best throwing to my right. Yeah, I always scrambled out the right. Right. You know, it's, hey, not bad. Um, that was impressive. I see some dudes walking around on the field shaking hands afterwards that look like some football players now. That's pretty cool. Uh, Man, I, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, no, I feel bad for him too. You feel so bad for him, you're making excuses as to why he didn't uh, catch that in the back of the end zone. Not an easy catch. Plus, those gloves back then were crap. <laughs> He's probably wearing Franklin batting gloves back then in 1988 yeah. or something. He probably would have caught it if he didn't have all that crap on his hands and arms. <laughs> 2002 college football hot seat rankings uh, by CBS Sports. Well, hang on. We're not going to hit the bowl games? Nah, we're good. Okay. They're all the Orange Bowl anyway. <laughs> right. Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl. Zero orange bowl. is untouchable. I mean, you're untouchable. You're not going to get fired. Right. Uh, five is win or be fired. One is safe and secure. Two is all good for now. Three, pressure is mounting. Four, start improving now. Where do you think BV ranks on the hot seat scale currently from zero to five? It's not even. It doesn't even register. It's, you think it's not, zero, right? Zero. Untouchable. Yeah, Untouchable. I, yeah. I thought the same thing as well. I think it's obvious. Everyone around here loves the hire. I, I told you I've never seen a hire before. Really, maybe in any sports where the entire fan base was, yeah, that's who we wanted. That never happens. It's a zero. 
CBS thinks it's a one. Do they rate anyone a zero? Uh, 24 coaches are at a zero. Brent Venables is not one of them. Do they have any reasoning? Uh, no, they just listed him as a one, and that's that's really kind of it. I don't I don't understand. Huh. And they're talking. Uh, is this like at the end, the conclusion of season this one? This is right now, where it sits right now. Where's their hot seat? Yeah, there's there is no hot seat. Some some coaches that are a zero. Ryan Day at Ohio State. Okay, sure. You've got. Jimbo, Lincoln, let me guess, Lincoln Riley at oh USC. Oh, God, probably. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M is a zero. Let's see what he is. Lincoln Riley at USC is a zero. Jeff Trailer at, at UTSA is a zero. Kyle Whittingham at Utah is a zero. Blake Anderson at Utah State is a zero. Dave Clawson at Wake Forest is a zero. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M is not a zero. No, 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 no. After this... After everything that's happened, you bet your butt you got you got a bunch of people pouring a ton of money into uh, nil stuff, and you're out there uh, barking at the moon about it. If if it turns into a six and six season, or who knows what it might be, and and maybe some people are going to say, well, it's impossible for that to happen, and maybe it is. I'm just saying that. I would not put Jimbo Fisher in the realm of untouchable. Uh, what about Steve Sarkeesian at Texas? I don't know if you heard, but he was 5-7 and seven last year with the loss to Kansas. On a scale of 0-5, to five, where should he be listed? One. One? Or, one or two. What? Yeah. Safe and secure at number one. Why? He yeah. lost to KU last year. I know. I know. CBS agrees with you. He's at a one, by the way. Charlie Strong went five and seven in back-to-back years and still didn't get fired. Well, I, he, I think he was five and seven in his last year, and he did get fired. Right? Oh, so he, he lost was, to Kansas his last year. I do know that. He was five and seven, six and seven, five and seven. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> you get my point. I I think uh, Sarkeesian is is pretty safe, considering he's got a Manning on the hook. What about Mike Gundy? Mike Gundy's a zero. Mike, yeah, I mean, I agree. Mike Gundy's listed as a one here, though. I'll take, I'll, I'll consider that he's a one because at any moment he could come out with a January six endorsement, <laughs> and who knows what might. I hope we to. rush the quarterback like they did the Capitol. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only way there's anything that goes down there. That's funny. Uh, some fives on this list. You got Herm. How do you get the beans over the Frank uh, Edwards at Arizona State? Yeah. Yeah. Where did we – what was it, 247 or CBS that had the other coaches that talk about other programs? Yeah. And someone said it's like the worst run it program It was the worst run program ever. They look like a legit Pac-12 team off the – I think it was like they look like an SEC – mid-level SEC team getting off the bus, and then they play, and they look like a lower-level Mountain West team. I was like, <laughs> dang. <laughs> wow. Basically uh, said it's an embarrassment that he still has a job and others have gotten fired there. Uh, Brian Harson and Auburn's a four, by the way, and I don't understand how he's not a five. I got a big beef with that one. He's got a terrible recruiting class right now. He probably should have been fired four months ago. He's a dead man walking this year. Like, he is the epitome of win or be fired. He's walking the mile. 
Yeah. The, yes. Walking the green mile. I, he may not like. We the, got a dead man here. The end of the mile is the Alabama game, and I'm not so sure that he makes that one. Yeah. Uh, I I guess the reason he's not a five, maybe there would be his contract situation, buyout situation, but I'm kind of with you. Scott Frost. It's kind of shocking it hasn't happened already. Scott Frost at Nebraska is at a five. Yeah. He basically was not, he was put on notice last year whenever um, a mole turned in their own program. And got him, what? He's is he suspended to? Was he suspended last year or to start this year? I think a couple practices, right? Is Something. what he was. I don't remember exactly. And he had to pay a big fine because of a was it a special teams practice that yeah, they held? Yeah, an on analyst. Uh, well, no, an analyst was holding like a dummy or something during a special teams practice a session. And during COVID, the team got together and lifted God, offside. You know what's sad is if someone around here did that. They would have given him a raise last year because they were actually no. paying attention to special teams. Hey, there we go. We're actually – it looks like we're trying to win something. Let's do it. Amazing. Anyone else on there of note? Uh, not, not really, honestly. I mean, those are the main ones. Mike Norvell is pretty high at Florida State. I mean, how embarrassing is that program? They just – they cannot get out of their own way. They can't do anything right. It's it's sad. I, I mean, know. the ACC is just so wide open for someone to make a move, and Florida State can't do anything. Haven't you said that this year you think something's going to go down? Was it Florida State that you like making a move this year? Like having a good year? Yeah. No. I mean, I think in time, like by year two, Florida's going to be pretty good. Florida, that's who I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I'm thinking. Yeah. Well – his his tenure started off really bad whenever he made a statement publicly about what he had said or done with his players that wasn't actually true. It's man, it's hard to earn back trust from your guys. And you know, who was the it was a big defensive tackle that was there and basically had to negotiate his own uh Ability to stay on campus with one of his football players. That's not a good way to start off. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. It is the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eyes, so let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, first, let's give a quick shout-out to our friends over at Roof Tech, former teammate of mine, Josh Tucker, runs the business there. They do an outstanding job, can handle any of your roofing needs. 
whether it's full-on roof replacement or just handling some leaks or uh, different issues that you have. Give Roof Tech a call. Um, the first thing I saw is this is sure to go over well with uh, LeBron James and his ardent uh, hater base. I guess on his show, the barbershop show, whatever oh, it's called. Oh, that's still on HBO? I, I've never seen one. I guess maybe I've seen clips on Twitter or something if it's out there, but I'm, I don't even know where you get that show. Um, LeBron James said if he were Brittany Griner, he'd be questioning whether or not he want, he would even want to come back to the United States. Whoa! <laughs> I don't think that she is saying that right now. I'm just going to go ahead and guess. Right. Wow. Right. She's probably like, do not speak for me. What is going on? Yeah. It, Dang. I guess his his thought is, is like he's shocked that I don't know what if he wants him to send him SEAL Team Six to do a prison break or what uh, you broke a law in another country. Sometimes it can be very difficult for the United States government to do anything to get you back. I mean, those are sovereign countries with their own laws, and when you're there, you have to obey them. But um, ah. I don't know. I thought that that was a pretty interesting Dang, and something that, you know, LeBron has his his haters out there and they latch on to all kinds of weird things that come out of his mouth. And this is surely going to be one of them. Um, pretty wild. Now, I thought this was interesting and you may have to help me out here uh-huh. because I just saw this come across the uh, timeline on Twitter and Mike Farrell. Yeah. A recruiting guy, yeah. I guess. And I don't know if he's legitimate, who he is. He he's was... been around for a while. He used to work at Rivals. I mean, he's he, – I don't – Parker was telling me today that he didn't work for Rivals anymore. He's kind of an independent guy. But he's, he's, like he's been around. Well, he said on a sports show that if Arch Manning – if his name was Arch Smith instead of Arch Manning – He'd be a high three-star at best and is probably the most overrated recruit in history. Dang. <laughs> That's strong, man. That's way strong. Look, I, is, I, I don't think it's that extreme. If his last name was Smith, he wouldn't be the number one overall player in the class. Right. I just don't believe that he would. You look at his numbers, and you can't let one game dictate an entire career. But the numbers weren't very good in that playoff game that he played, the last game that he played at Newman in high school. I I think that he would probably be a four-star. I think three-star is probably taking it way – I mean, getting a little bit too crazy with it. Right. Well, I know a lot there's, – there's quite a few people out there that, that have that opinion, and maybe they have that opinion quietly because, you know, what you see on film – that isn't necessarily an uh, an indicator of where someone's going to end up. I I don't know if you watched Eli Manning's film in from his junior year of high school. If you could tell that that was going to be a guy that was going to go win two Super Bowls, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it is stepping out there on on a ledge quite a bit. But that definitely yeah, it was a hot take. It, it was uh, it was worth noting. And the last one, I thought this was hilarious. So Will Rogers is the quarterback at Mississippi State, and he was a three-star out of Mississippi, 
whenever he was being recruited. And he had three offers. Mississippi State, some other school I've never heard of, and Washington State, whenever Mike Leach was still at Washington yeah. State. And I guess his his conversation, Mike Leach finally called him because he had, I guess he was wanting to go to uh, Mississippi State, and I guess he had committed. So Leach called him and said, well, if you want a cowbell that bad, I'll just give you one, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> so, and I'm sure he coughed and, you know, uh, hawked up a loogie or whatever in between there. But it was pretty funny that they had that interaction, and it was like two weeks later, Mississippi State's coach is fired, and Mike Leach is is hired as Mississippi State's right. coach. So that's pretty cool. That's every quarterback that Mike Leach has ever recruited. Oh, yeah. They only have like two offers, and that's it. Um, I, 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 got so, I got a few ones here today. This one's pretty cool. For all you baseball fans out there that say that huh. we don't talk enough baseball. So Whit Merrifield <laughs> plays for the Kansas City Royals. He's not going to play today. That means his consecutive game streak is ending at 553 games. Wow. Now, we know who the Iron Man is, Cal Ripken. Um, Matt Olson. now. Now that Whit Merrifield's not playing today, Matt Olson has the current longest game played streak in Major League Baseball at 221, okay? 221. He would have to play every game until 2036 to tie Cal Ripken Jr.'s record of consecutive games played. You're telling me right now the guy that's highest on the consecutive games played list 221 is 221. Uh-huh. There's 162 regular season Correct. games. Correct. Yep. There is not an active player in Major League Baseball that has played more than two entire seasons without missing a day? No, that didn't shock me at all in today's That game. is crazy. Every game until 2036 to tie Cal's 2,632 games. Wow. Not happening. Just hope that, uh, you know, if, if you're going to try to chase down Cal Ripken's record, just hope that you don't have to get in a fight with a uh, movie star like uh, Cal Ripken Ooh. did one day while going to the ballpark. Has there has that ever been verified? Uh, no, but it's fun to speculate. It's better isn't to it? talk about the ESPYS are coming up. Hey, oh. how about that? Who should win the ESPY for best team? I'll let you decide. The Golden State Warriors, no. the Chicago Sky, mm, maybe my Atlanta Braves, the Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams, yeah, the Colorado Avalanche who just won the Stanley Cup, okay, the Georgia Bulldogs, or yes the OU softball team no what OU well, softball team should win the SB for best team well what's what's it mean I don't know just who's the best team like best team the most dominant most um I, say whatever you want that's what OU softball is yeah they should probably okay, win it. thank you all right I, I I knew you'd see it my I, way Ole Miss point. baseball not on there <laughs> wow too soon <laughs> okay. too soon okay uh, Baker will wear number six in Carolina. I guess there was a thought that he would have to change his number for the first time since, what, high school, I guess? Uh, because four-time Pro Bowler, uh, the punter out there, Johnny Hecker, was wearing it. But I guess after a phone call, Johnny Hecker decided it was better for Baker Mayfield, which probably means Baker Mayfield paid him some money to take that number six. Wow, probably. Did you see not too long ago – Gerald McCoy said he paid, was it 
was it like three or four hundred thousand dollars for his number? That's just insane, man. It was it was a huge number. Maybe I've got it was at least two hundred and fifty thousand. I think it may have been more than that. Uh, Texas Tech, two hundred million dollar improvements to the Jones hey, to build a whole new south end zone. And last one I have, Derek Jeter says the gift basket rumor that we've been talking about for twenty years is indeed false. Uh, you're looking at me. You know what I'm talking about? Well, that's the overnight guests have the a gift basket. overnight guests get a gift basket with signed memorabilia when they leave, and Jeter said that's the stupidest thing that he's ever heard of, and it's not true. They get an iPhone or an iPad <laughs> or a laptop. He doesn't sign it. Well, he, he doesn't sign any of it. That's the stupid part. That's funny. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number two, CavensConstruction.com. Peyton on the Air Coverage Solutions text line says, Holy cow! In the 01 game, Roy horse collared the hell out of a guy, and I was waiting for the flag and forgot it only got outlawed a few years ago. Yep. That is kind of the Roy Williams rule, isn't it? There's, the horse collar? There's no doubt about it. By far the easiest way to tackle somebody. Um, <laughs> it's great. It was great. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a, I don't, I don't remember where this picture came from, but there's a picture of, do you remember Tyler Gooch? Uh, he played at Tulsa, right? Quarterback at Tulsa. God, look at that. Amazing. Amazing. Um, there's a picture of him running and I'm grabbing him from behind. I've got both of my arms inside the back of his shoulder pads. This joke's so easy, but I'm not going to do it. And, like, about to rip him down, and which he I don't know how big he is. He looks like he's about 5'6 in this picture. It makes me look gigantic, but <laughs> it's so funny. Who were you grabbing from behind? Tulsa's quarterback. <laughs> Taylor Gooch's brother. Isn't it Taylor Gooch's brother? I think they're cousins. There's some type of uh, some type of uh, they're related, they're related somehow. somehow. Yeah. yeah, I got that one for you. That's funny. Uh, teams who are really struggling right now in recruiting. I'll give you a quick update. Auburn is 70 overall. Ooh. That's lower than Kansas. What happened? Um, well, their coach is about to get fired, and uh, no well, one. Well, they wants did to go this there. to him, though, right? They did this to him whenever they made all of. That crap public. Uh, let's see who else. UCLA is at 68. That's oh. worse than Temple. A&M is at 60. Dang. Checks must be bouncing. Michigan's all the way back at 45. Wow. How about that? Yeah, they, they spent all their money on the previous class. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Final hour is next. <laughs> 